Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. We're glad you're with us on a Friday afternoon. Opening segment of the show sponsored, as always, by our buddies at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Uh, when you think of weekends, you might think of barbecue. And if you think of barbecue, think of Dickie's. Food's fresh and delicious. They cook it seven days a week and enjoy it in the dining room, through the drive through They'll even deliver it right to your front door. But uh, keep Dickies in mind if uh, you're planning on uh, taking your family out or having some take-in food this weekend. All right, breaking news. A couple of hours before we came on the air, the Southern Miss UTEP game canceled, or I should say postponed, because of a surge in COVID cases on the Southern Miss football team. So the game schedule for ESPN2 tomorrow night at 6.30 is now postponed indefinitely we're going to talk more about that later in the show uh, with kelly and luke but we want to kick off uh, this friday uh, talking about southern miss hoops we are really excited about what we're seeing right now in the basketball program and uh, we're thrilled to have head coach jay ladner on the show with us and coach uh, first of all thanks for your time bob i, I always y'all have a great show we appreciate what y'all do for southern miss uh, the university and our athletic department so it's, a, it's always a great honor to be on with y'all. I really appreciate it. Well, we're glad to have you, Coach. Uh, there's so much anticipation right now about the basketball program and uh, the great recruiting class uh, that you've had. Uh, first of all, before I get into asking about the recruiting class, you must be happy uh, with, uh, with this surge of excitement and anticipation about basketball again. Well, I, I, I am. I, I was very fortunate to have played uh, uh, here at a time where Bob, and I know you'll remember, uh, where you couldn't get a seat in the Reed Green. Right. Um, uh, every time that we played, and it was just a, it was a great time for me personally, but I just think overall a great time for our university. And I, and, and I find uh, in my, my uh, time out in the public and so forth, we do spend a lot of time, people are hungry for that. I, I, right. there's, a, there's a great excitement and hunger for, for us to get that back. And you know, uh, one of the things that we talk to our players about every day is trying to educate them on, and use that as motivation. Is that it's been done here before? This is not something that we have to like. Like some schools, hey, we're just having to build a program. The program has been here before, and uh, the excitement has been there. And if we if we will do our part, uh, I, I believe that, and it's starting to happen. Uh, that enthusiasm, the, the Southern Miss way, the Southern Miss people are, are going to come back out to Reed Green and and start getting back behind the basketball program that's our goal coach at all my years of following southern miss sports long time i'm an old guy i, I gotta tell you that some of the most exciting sporting events i have ever been a part of took place in the basketball arena well i appreciate you acknowledging that bob you're not that old either because you and i are <laughs> too much different today. but uh, i'll say that but i, I will say this it is this is one of the most exciting it may not be the fanciest arena it may there may be other arenas that have more 
you know, some of the more eccentric type things and better better concession stands and all that stuff. And by the way, we're addressing all that. But I can tell you this: when this place is full, or it sometimes it's not even quite full, it's one of the loudest places right. on earth. You've experienced it. There have been a lot of really, really good teams that have come to Reed Green Coliseum and left with a big loss. So that's that's again that that's motivation to me, and we're trying to recreate that excitement and and let our players know we there's a there's a phrase we talk about every day that there's the right way there's the wrong way and then there's the southern miss way and and we want our players to understand what it means to 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 play uh represent the university of southern mississippi and do it the way that we do it and that's tough hard nosed, don't care who we play attitude and um and we're that's what we're trying to uh, uh breed in entire player so to speak all right, we're going to get Luke here in just a second. I have one more question before we bring him in. Okay. Let's look at the recruiting class that you've got. And and my question to you is, has this recruiting class, at least on paper, improved your team in specific positions, in depth, or in both categories? Uh, Bob, great question. And and, uh, and certainly, I think, across the board. Uh, we, we had some, some good basketball players last year. We just didn't have enough of them. And uh, – uh, especially toward the end of the year, you could see the toll it had taken on our team where we had players playing 36, 38, sometimes 40 minutes a night and uh, just didn't have the, the type of depth that we would need um, uh, to, to compete. And we, I, I was proud of our team last year. I thought they gave a great account of themselves. They battled. They never, never quit, never got their dander down. They kept their fight up. But we just didn't have enough good players um, I, I'm going to echo something Jeremy McLean, our athletic director, watched his practice yesterday, and one of the comments that he made uh, to me uh, later on yesterday evening was, Coach, we actually look like a basketball team mm-hmm. now. And what he was meaning, the eye test, we're, we're longer, we're more athletic, we look like basketball players, we have more good players is the way I would handle it. We had good players last year. We just have more of them this year. So uh, certainly depth, uh, we have. we were able to address some some issues. We were very small last year in the post. Uh, we, we're certainly not. We're, we, we're not quite where we like to be. I'd still like to get a, so, so a little more length in there. But but across the front line, we're we're much larger. Our, our guards were small last year. Not so much this year. Now now our guard play. You have six four, six five guards out there that are um, that give you an advantage as compared to our smallest guards that we had last year. So anyway, we're we just got more more. More good players, had good players last year, more good players this year. So depth and in terms of, uh, of addressing specific needs, uh, I felt like that we've uh, addressed those in this year's recruiting class. All right, Luke, jump in here. Coach, uh, usually the, the biggest news story with basketball this week uh, on opening week would be that practice has started. I think that's the third story. Tyler Mormon uh, gets immediately declared eligible Huge. to transfer from Wyoming. Yep. But more yep. than that, Richard Williams is an assistant coach for you now. I mean, this is a wild week, a great week for Southern Miss basketball. Uh, a great, great week. Coach, coach and I, first of all, go way back. And, and um, you know, growing up here in Mississippi, being a, a Mississippi uh, a basketball a native myself, grew up in it. I was fortunate that my father was a, a, a basketball coach growing up. So Coach Williams was somebody that we always had a relationship with. When I was coaching in high school, he recruited and signed one of my players had great admiration. I was I, I got excited the years that 
they they when coach with the program that he had built at Mississippi State when they advanced to the Sweet 16 the next year to the Final Four and won the SEC. Uh, you know those were those were exciting times for for guys that liked basketball and liked Mississippi. And um, and and obviously at that time I was a high school basketball coach in the state. So coach and I through just professional uh, relationships had developed a relationship. Well, when he retired from Mississippi State, he happened to move down to Bay St. Louis. And at that time, I was coaching at St. Stanislaus High School, which is located in Bay St. Louis. And we just, our, our friendship and so forth at that time just blossomed. Uh, he, he has been a great mentor to me. Uh, I don't know of a coach in the country that, that is uh, uh, tactically uh, as, as proficient as Coach is. He in, uh, incredible basketball mind. Um, uh, he, he obviously understands our program here. He and Coach Turk, when Coach were here, they had a, they had a lot of good battles. In fact, I, the year that Mississippi State went to the Final Four, I, I was here watching the game, and, and uh, Mississippi State scores a basket right at the end of regulation, ends up beating us by a few in overtime. Uh, incredible crowd and atmosphere that day for the game. And uh, so, anyway, but having having a Hall of Famer, uh, uh, SEC Hall of Famer, a Mississippi uh, Sports Hall of Famer, certainly Mississippi State, all the great success, to have someone like that to join our program um, uh, as a, you know, the football term for his position would be an analyst, but someone that, that is uh, he's ex- his title in basketball is executive assistant to the head coach. But to have someone of his stature uh, to be able to come in uh, has been unbelievable. We have gotten a lot of incredible national uh, uh, recognition, and, and uh, which is great for our program and university. But uh, he, he's a, he's going to bring a lot to our program, and he actually already has. Even the, the couple of days that he's been here at practice, he's, he's already made a big difference. So we're excited about coach coach joining our staff already, and we've got a great staff. I can tell you that our assistant coaches are. I think we have the greatest staff. Take me out of the mix, but I, I think we have the greatest uh, assistant staff in the country. I wouldn't trade them for anybody. That's the uh, that's I guess that's the secret sauce. All you need to do is just to be a bus driver, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I know you're right. way I'm more gonna... than that. Well, no, we, uh, we're, we're, we're about to hit a break we're, here, we're Coach Ladner, and uh, okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, Bob, we got a break here. In just a second, we're going to hold uh, Coach Ladner over. Yeah, no question, Coach. We're glad to have you uh, on the show, and uh, look forward to continue our conversation with head basketball coach Jay Ladner. Right after this, you're listening to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us on a Friday afternoon. We're talking to head basketball coach Jay Ladner, and we're very excited about having him on the show today. Coach, uh, great recruiting class as we covered in the first segment. Lots of anticipation about basketball uh, as you know, the football game got canceled uh, today because of uh, COVID-19, and undoubtedly that's having some effect on basketball. And one of the things we've already seen is this two-for-one scheduling change. Explain to our listeners that may not be totally familiar with that what the league is looking to do in regard to scheduling. Well, it's been a, a major upheaval. Our, our basketball schedules uh, are usually done a year or so in advance, and our schedule, just like uh, I would assume every other Division One school um, schedule for this year was completed back in the spring, and um, uh, obviously COVID has driven a lot of this. So the NCAA came in. We, we're generally allowed to play 31 games. They reduced the schedule to 27. Uh, we've gone from a November 12th starting date to November 25th, uh, which backed it up two weeks, and. Um, 
So the games that were scheduled during the November 12th time to the 25th, uh, either you canceled uh, or postponed to next year. That's what we tried to do. We, we tried, and we were able to accomplish that. Um, but, but then the conference has come in, and again, trying to be uh, 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 conscious of, uh, of COVID restrictions and regulations and, and keeping things as safe as possible, reduce the amount of travel. They came in and, and uh, had somewhat of a radical-type schedule for basketball, uh, not not as radical for say a baseball program where they go to a a certain site and play uh, two or three consecutive games uh, for travel reasons, but that that's the model that they have presented to us, and that's the model it looks like it's going to happen. Who, when, and where? I think we're probably a could could happen today that they release it, but uh, we've seen the different models of who we may play. Uh, but but what would happen is is we would travel. Uh, we let's just say for instance uh, we would go to um, North Texas. Uh, in Dallas, so we would travel on Wednesday, arrive there. We would play North Texas on a Thursday night. We would stay over, practice the next day. We would come back out, obviously, on Saturday afternoon, play a second game against North Texas, and then return home. That is a very a radical uh, uh, change for basketball uh, schedules and coaches. We would pl- would not play everybody in the league, uh, which is a little bit different as well. And um, uh, there we would play. Uh, four of those home series, we would play four away series. That's a total of 16 league games. And then we would play our travel partner. Our travel partner is Louisiana Tech. That would be the only team that we would play one home, one away. So uh, it, it works on the away games, but it also works in the home games, too, where you're going to play the same opponent back-to-back. It's radical. I, I don't think any of the coaches really liked it. Uh, when we were uh, presented, we were on a, a conference-wide Zoom but yeah, I think everybody had the same attitude. If this is what we have to do to be able to play basketball, then we're willing to do it for one year. I don't think this is obviously would ever be a basketball, uh, something that, that basketball coaches or, or administrators, for that matter, would like in the future. But uh, in the meantime, if that's what it means to play, then, then and I'm certainly with no different than the others, I, I, I want to do it because I want to play. Coach, are you at liberty to talk at all about your uh, non-conference schedule at this point? Yes, uh, you know we were one of the things I, I a, a goal of mine, and obviously the, the schedule that we uh, inherited last year because of the timing was was uh, was done um, uh, with the exception of Tulane. We were able to establish Tulane. I I think it's important uh, being growing up here, uh, Bob, Luke, uh, y'all are Southern Miss guys. I'm growing up. It's important, and we've seen it in football. And I don't say this negatively uh, within the conference, but. Our, our fan base, there are certain teams that resonate with our fan base more so than others. Right. Um, one, of, one of the exciting things that we were able to get done, and it's not going to happen because of the timing, we were going to play Ole Miss on the coast in Biloxi. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, but that's going to be postponed. Thank goodness Ole Miss is still in on that, but we've, we've had to move that to next year, being to the reduction of games and when it was going to be played. But uh, we were able to start last year the two-lane series. Uh, uh, University of Louisiana Lafayette. Now you're going to say, well, they're not. But when you see the schedule, they're not going to be one. But we've signed that contract, and they should have been. But again, that was one of the games that we've lost. These were teams that, when I was playing in '84 through '88, those were teams that we played. But those, I, I think our, our our people, they want to see us play those type of things. They can, they can identify with those schools. Uh, um, we we open. We're going to open the season. I can tell you this. Uh, We'll open the season in a tournament at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, November 26, 27, 28. That's on there. Uh, we would play uh, Louisiana Monroe is going to come here. Um, again, uh, uh, someone that, that, uh, that teams that, that we can relate to. South Alabama will be a home game. Uh, that's on the schedule. We'll go to Tulane. Uh, like I said, Louisiana Lafayette will have to be pushed back a year. But those are a few of the non-conference highlights uh, of some of the schools that we'll play. We do go to Southern Illinois. That's a return game from last year. That one, that's still on the schedule. So those are a little bit of our non-conference highlights. Obviously, the, the number of games in non-conference uh, uh, is reduced. In, uh, but we're still waiting on that conference schedule so we can, we can release it to the public. Because I can tell you I'm getting hit about 20 times a day. <laughs> I'm Coach, sure you are. The schedule out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's going to be an exciting schedule. It's going to be a – uh, uh, as always, we'll have uh, some big time opponents on there, and um, we're excited where our schedules are headed for the future too. And I think it, like I said, I think they're going to resonate with our fan base. Well, coach, we really appreciate your time. I guess you can tell we're pretty excited about basketball here on this show. We just think you've done a just a phenomenal job recruiting. Uh, well, no longer than you've been here, and uh, we we hope we can have you on regularly during the season. And we want to give our basketball program all the props that it, that it deserves under your leadership, sir. Well, Bob, y'all are too kind. I'll, I'll say this. It's not about me. Uh, we've got a, a great staff. We mentioned those guys earlier, Delonte Hill and, and, and Clarence Weatherspoon, who needs no introduction, and Kyle Ron, our assistant coach, is doing an incredible job. I have a great support staff. And the university uh, administration has been incredibly supportive Uh so I, I can't. I'm excited. I'm. I'm. I, I was excited to have the opportunity to come home. I'm more excited today about where we're headed. And um, our goal is to. And I don't say this in any type of arrogant way. If anybody knows me, knows that that's the, the last thing I want to come across as. But I'll say this: our goal is to return Southern Miss basketball uh, to, to national prominence. Uh, and, and and it starts that uh, we can have all the promotions and everything. And you guys are y'all are doing your part and so forth. And one, one thing we stress to our coaching staff every day is the best public relations we can have is to do a good job, and the best job we can do is put a good product on the floor. And if we do that, everything else will start falling in place. So we're excited about the black and gold. We're excited about Southern Miss basketball and our future. So I appreciate y'all's enthusiasm as well. And, again, it was a great honor to be on oh, with well, you Well, thanks. One quick question, Coach. Can Spoon okay. still dunk? <laughs> spoon, <laughs> spoon like me. We uh, we may we don't look like uh, I I've never had that great physical physical features anyway he did uh, spoon spoon maybe he looks more like a, a, a offensive tackle for the Saints or something right now he is a huge huge man always was big but uh, I, let me tell you what I'd love to I, I would love for I, I tell them all the time we need another Clarence Weatherspoon here we are recruiting to try to find another there Clarence Weatherspoon go. that's for and, sure. uh, but no he let me tell you what I, I'd go to war with him any day that's for sure no and uh, may, maybe next time if y'all have us on I'd love maybe let Spoon join us absolutely we could come down and, and see y'all and I, I think he would be he would be excited for that as well oh he, absolutely he's, he's most decorated basketball player we've ever had here no question all right coach thanks so much we really appreciate hey, thank y'all appreciate y'all having me on all right jay ladner everybody okay. the head basketball coach at southern miss i tell you what luke you talk to the guy and you want to run through a wall for him my word he he's got me fired up about basketball yeah i mean and and part of that personality you know explains why the recruiting is what it is and 
And one of the things, one of the challenges with the recruiting, though, they're pulling guys from everywhere. I mean, we got two European guys, uh, Kanatsik and Yuxin on this year. We got six or seven Juco guys coming in. And, you know, the challenge is going to be, uh, really for, for Jay to be able to put them into a cohesive unit. Uh, but if anybody's ever watched him, I had, I had the president of a junior college the other day tell me, I'll tell you, it was, it was Dr. Smith from, from Jones. Uh, when, when Jay was there, he said he watched him at practice. And for 45 minutes, Jay taught them how he wanted them to make one pass to one place on the court. I mean, it was just like, we are going to perfect this. We are going to use this and we're going to do it. And it was, uh, just his drive for excellence. I think that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's contagious and it's rubbed off on these, these recruits and, and it will rub off on Southern Miss basketball. And what he just said is the most important thing, I think, Bob. When we put a good product on the floor, everything else will follow after that. No question. Well, we really enjoyed our, our conversation uh, with Coach Ladner and uh, look forward to having him back on the show uh, quite a bit. Going to be a great basketball season, everybody. And uh, we hope that uh, hope that everything is cleared up where we can get in that gym and really cheer him on. All right, well, the Eagle Hour continues. We've lost another football game. Luke will have all the details, and uh, we'll discuss that uh, next on the Eagle Hour. Hi, we're at commercial. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Really appreciate men's basketball coach Jay Ladner coming on the Eagle Hour today for those first two segments. You cannot listen to Jay Ladner and not be excited uh, about basketball. I mean, just listening to him and the belief of what he wants to pull off here, and you really do believe that this is his dream job. This is what he has worked for his career to be at Southern Miss, and was telling Bob off off air and, and right before we went off air that the, the key component to everything that Jay Ladner just said is when we put a good product on the floor, everything else takes care of itself. Appreciate Coach Ladner's time today. Eagle Hour on a Friday. Thank you for hanging with us uh, today. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. You miss catfish today. And hmm. just go ahead and mark that down. Just Friday equals catfish at 4th Street Bar and Grill. They've got a, we'll have some games on this weekend, Major League Baseball playoffs, college football, so, and, and the NFL as well. So uh, be sure to stop by 4th Street Bar and Grill located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Kelly John Sander joins us on the phone now. And we, we told you at the beginning of the program, we jumped right into basketball, but the 630 uh, kickoff tomorrow night football game between UTEP and Southern Miss has been postponed uh, due to COVID-19 issues on the Southern Miss side. Jeremy McLean uh, released a statement around lunch today. The health and safety of everyone involved continues to be our guiding force, which made this decision to postpone the game the appropriate one. We are disappointed for our student-athletes who will not get a chance to participate for a second straight weekend. However, we will work with UTEP in conjunction with Conference USA to reschedule this game for later this season. Russ Anderson telling us on the Eagle Hour earlier in the week, Southern, our uh, Conference USA has actually moved the a game back, the, the championship game back to December 18th, allowing December 5th and 12th to be used for conference or non-conference makeup games. Um, Kelly Sander, your thoughts, second week in a row, uh, Southern Miss unable to play because of COVID-19. 
And really, you guys, I think if the absolute truth were unveiled, I think that the truth would come out, that, that Southern Miss has had some some COVID issues all along. Not severe enough to be able to cancel a game, but they've had, you know, the Eagles have had their share of, of COVID issues. And I think as much that goes into this decision by Jeremy McLean is the fact that when the state of Mississippi today was reporting 1,100 new cases, that's the state of Mississippi, 1,100 new cases, the city of El Paso, the city, 838 cases today. So, you know, for, for Southern Miss, who's having its own nagging COVID issues, to go over into a city, which right now is a hotbed for COVID, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. Because if you go over there and then have a massive, severe outbreak, you're talking about shutting things down for a while. So, um, yeah. you know, better safe than sorry. That's 2,400 cases. Here's my follow-up question to that. Here's my, here's my follow-up ca- uh, question to that. Bob, you can answer this, and then, Kelly, I want to hear what you have to say about it. Two weeks in a row for Scotty Walden to not field a team on the field, and now, guys, it's going to be late October, the 24th, before the Eagles play again. I feel like, the, because the jury in some ways kind of still out on Scotty in some ways, I feel like that's a big point to the fact that we're not playing two weeks in a row. Scotty Walden may or may not get you know a full be able to present a full case of work for why he should be retained as head coach, Bob. I think that's right, and I think that I think the disadvantage goes to Scotty Walden because I just don't I just don't think that Jeremy McLean uh, can afford to give the, this young man a three or four year contract without solid evidence that he's the right guy for the job and. It's not his fault, but he can't produce that evidence if they're not playing. So I think the longer this goes on, the the odds increase against him getting the job. What do you think, Kelly? Well, I think the whole slogan for 2020, for everybody, blanket statement, it's not our fault. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, this whole pandemic, nobody saw it coming. Uh, it's, you know, people, well, it's being mismanaged. They should do this. They should do it. Who knows? Because it's never happened before. I precedent is being set. But, the, yeah, the other thing that is a negative for Coach Walden is, is you only get good by getting reps and consistency, right? Well, now, you, you know, you played a few games. Now you're off a couple weeks. You know, who are you going to have available at practice? There, there's no semblance of regularity. So you don't know from one play to the next who's going to be out there. So trying to develop any consistency and get any mojo going is nearly impossible. But do you agree that it would be tough to give him a long-term contract here uh, without concrete evidence that, you know, he can turn the program around? Because you don't have a track record. Right, right. You know, there's absolutely no track record to go on, a realistic one anyway. Right. What do you say, Luke? Yeah, it's just it's hard. I mean, as an interim coach, you have to come in and, and make a splash. And let, let's be honest, I mean – uh, they should have won the Louisiana Tech game. They should not have won the Tulane <laughs> game. But it's just disappointing because there was a lot of people wanting to be able to see what Scotty could do if he was in charge. And uh, the transition happens right at the you know right at the the best moment for it too at a bye week. Eleven games in front of you, and three games in you lose two in a row. I mean, Jeremy had told us, Bob, if you remember, right when this started happening. Um, that you know he wasn't 
he's, he's, I think he told he told us here on the Eagle Hour he was it was going to be you know into November. Well, we're about to be in November, and I think we had said we would probably know after the North Texas and FAU game pretty good uh, synopsis or pretty good conclusion to how that road would probably go with Scotty. And now, I mean, it, the jury's still out, and I and I say that as a guy that wants Scotty to succeed. Of course, I want the football team to succeed, but. I would love to, to know how these last two games, you know, would have would have happened on a normal schedule uh, preparation week under Scotty Walden's leadership. And Southern Miss, the Southern Miss UTEP game is not the only one to be canceled in Conference USA. Earlier this week, FIU and Charlotte pulled the plug on their contest Saturday, also because of COVID reasons. Meanwhile, late breaking news story out of the NFL that the New England Patriots have had some more positive COVID tests. Right now, their game with the Denver Broncos is still scheduled to be played on Sunday, but stay tuned, that one could be canceled. What's problematic for the NFL with a potential New England Patriot-Denver Bronco cancellation is both of those teams have already had their bye weeks. So there are no open dates for either one of those teams, and there are no open dates for the league as a whole going into the playoffs. So we'll see what happens there with more uh, negative tests with the Patriots. The Indianapolis Colts thought they had some positive tests yesterday, but they were false positives as they were all tested again today and came out um, came out okay. So the Colts will play their game with the Bengals on Sunday. That game is in Indianapolis. And finally, you guys, as promised, we talked about the Massey ratings uh, yesterday. Oh, boy. Things, things <laughs> not looking so good for Conference USA. There's 130 teams that are fielding football teams this year. And Conference USA has nine out of the bottom 20. (laughs) UTSA is 113. Western Kentucky, 114. Rice, 116. And, of course, the Owls are screaming that they shouldn't be ranked that low because, after all, they are undefeated. Middle Tennessee is at 120. Then come the Eagles at 121. Old Dominion, who doesn't even field the team this year, they opted out. They're at 122. FIU's at 123. UTEP at 125. North Texas at 126. The highest-ranked team in the Massey ratings, according to Massey, is in Conference USA is Marshall at 61. They've got FAU at 67, and then UAB at 95. Kelly. So, again, tough news Kelly. for the conference. Yeah. How is UTSA at like 113 when they almost beat the 15th ranked team in the country? How is FAU? When they've played one game. Ranked, ranked as high as they are. But the Massey ratings, I mean, you talk about it's, it's, I'm talking it's about the. I'm talking about UTSA. They almost beat BYU on the road. No, I get it. No, I understand exactly what you're saying. And that, and that does surprise me. But I'm saying as big a surprise to me that UTSA is that low is that FAU is that high? Is that high? Right. You know, but it is a very complex formula, and and coaches really they really like these massive ratings. They say it's probably the most comprehensive uh, rating system out there. Right. And by the way, they've, mm. they've, the massive ratings have Alabama number one, not Clemson. Well, we'll see after <laughs> after maybe they play, after they play Georgia, maybe. But I'm going to tell you, I, I realized yesterday what the uh, what the answer to this COVID thing is. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but. I saw a picture of Sleepy Joe Biden getting off an airplane yesterday, and he was wearing two masks, double mask. And that may be what he keeps talking about, Kelly, that he's got a plan that Trump hadn't uh, hadn't shown us. It's double mask. 
Sleepy Joe with double mask. You think that could be the answer? We've got to figure something out um, because back to Patrick's point yesterday, the fact that we're getting any football in the rest of the way, and and I was at um, uh, you know talking to some junior college executives yesterday with the MACCC, and they're all kind of coming to the conclusion that they'll they'll be lucky. They're only playing six games, but they think they'll be lucky to even get in a six-game schedule the way things are beginning to flare up again here in our home state. Fair to say that there's going to be no legitimacy to the season overall. Is that fair to say? Anybody that's a a conference champion, there has to be an asterisk by their name. If we win it, there's no asterisk. If we win it, there's no asterisk. That's the only... Well, I don't think we've got to concern ourselves with that. but (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Last segment of the week brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg. Find them online, toyotahattiesburg.com. Search their entire inventory and then go see them in person. Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Let Toyota of Hattiesburg help you with your next vehicle purchase. Proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, Southern Miss and UTEP. No go tomorrow. COVID-19 issues on Southern Miss side. So uh, Eagles miss out on a national television ESPN2 audience and uh, look to be uh, to possibly make this game up the first or the second weekend of December. Southern Miss continues the virtual season sellout. Already 13,000 uh, seats have been purchased. Uh, eight games to go, about a third of the way there, and go on uh, Southern Miss dot com and check out the virtual season sellout all right there are some games this week guys even though southern miss utep fiu charlotte both have been postponed four games in conference usa and then i got uh, a few nfl games for us all right starting tomorrow at 12 30 p.m uh in birmingham uab a 13 and a half point favorite over western kentucky kelly uab not not even not even close yeah, no contest. The Blazers win by 21, 28 points. Spencer Brown is averaging over 100 yards a game through four games, 450 yards, five touchdowns. They'll lean on him tomorrow. UAB uh, will we'll take care of it. This is an interesting game. Army at UTSA. CBS Sports Network kickoff at 12.30 p.m. in San Antonio. Army, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Kelly. Yeah, and this is this is where the Roadrunners can really show if they've got the right stuff this year. I mean, this this is a a quality opponent, but you're getting to play them uh, at home. Army, coached by Jeff Munkin's cousin, um, the head coach at Army is a former Todd Munkin's Munkin. cousin. I should right. say Todd Munkin's right. cousin. Jeff Munkin is the coach. Um, yeah, that's that is an intriguing game, um, but I'll take the Knights. I'm going with the Cadets myself, Kelly. Okay. Tyrone Nix. You want to take, you want to take the Roadrunners, don't you, Luke? 
I want to take the Roadrunners because of how good they played against BYU. It's it's hard to pull against the United States Army, though. I mean, it's just really hard. I'm going to go with Conference USA. I'm going to say UTSA uh, gets a, a big win for Jeff Trailer. Well, you'll be, able to, you'll be able to you'll go ahead of us in the standings if you get that one. You know, we're all tied right now with one loss. So, and you're keeping those standings? Yes, of course. Which which can I would only rather mean turn thing. in my ballot. I would rather turn in my ballot to the Democratic National Committee. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to leave bad. it there. That's are, bad. <laughs> are you saying that I would be dishonest, Luke Johnson? Oh, 4 p.m. kickoff, North Texas in Murfreesboro against Middle Tennessee. Both are one and four. Middle Tennessee one and four. North Texas one and three. Uh, the Raiders with a six-point favorite. Kelly, I can't honestly. I can't believe that the Blue Raiders would be a six-point favorite over anybody. No. Um, I really thought early this year that Middle Tennessee was a disaster. Now they did get a win, you know, last week. It, it wasn't pretty, but she was a date, so to speak. Um, and, <laughs> Kelly and, going back to his going back yeah, to his younger years again. Flashbacks, yeah. Um, but but North Texas is just a dumpster fire right now. North Texas is not good, so I can't believe I'm doing this. But I'll take in the battle of the colors. I'll take the Blue Raiders over the Mean Green. This is the pillow fight of the week, and they're fighting yeah. with extra soft pillows. Uh, yeah, the guy, the guy from Minnesota's pillows. You know. Yeah, yeah, his soft version. <laughs> right. And, and I, I guess in a tittlewinks contest, I'll go with the Blue Raiders just because I like blue. I just want to say I want to pick Middle Tennessee just so I don't get accused next week that I did not pick Middle Tennessee. Okay, so Middle yeah. okay. Tennessee That's over like North you did Texas. last week. Five. 5 p.m. kickoff. Uh, this is intriguing. Marshall at Louisiana Tech. Uh, Marshall, a 13 and a half point favorite, but they do have to make the long plane trip to Ruston. Kelly. Yeah, I think I think Marshall just I think Marshall is the class act in the league this year, and um, and Louisiana Tech has shown has shown that they can be pretty good, but really more consistently they've been mediocre. So I don't know about the spread, but I'll take the herd to win on the road. Yeah, the herd walks away with this, and the herd's the best team in the league. Well, the herd and you and uh, UAB that that's going to be the championship game. But Rice is undefeated. Marshall <laughs> yeah. hadn't been scored. Marshall, <laughs> Marshall averages four fifty a game, only giving up two seventy five a game. I'm going with the herd. Real quick, some NFL picks. Saints are off this week. Bob's Washington team at New York. Kelly. Oh God, which New York? I guess it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't the Giants. Matter. The Giants, though. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I think the Giants, I'm, I hate to say it, Bob, I think the Giants get their first win this week. Uh, by two touchdowns, uh, the Giants all the way. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, no, I'm uh, going with Washington. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Kyle mm-hmm. Allen's going to pull it out. All right. Um, I'm not going to bring up the Bengals because they'll get beat. Browns right. at Steelers as we sign off today. Browns are 4-1. and one. Yeah, I'm not on the Browns train yet, especially when they play at Pittsburgh. you got to prove it to me more than once. I'll pick the Steelers. And I'm going to stick with Kelly because Kelly knows a lot about losing in Pittsburgh through the years. And, uh, Ouch. <laughs> and the visiting team loses again. What do you say, Lucas? Dog pound. Dog oh, pound. Taking Cleveland. All Get them. Right. Woof, woof. Here we go. Browns. All right, sorry there's no game tomorrow night at 6.30, but Kelly will be putting on a dance performance at the um, at the clubhouse there at Cane Break. You're going to kick that off about 6.30, Kelly? Yeah, it's like that animated Disney with the hippo and the tutu. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs>
Until next time, everybody. Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.